What a journey. <laughs> Just chatting about Quantum Leap. We're Epis- the Quantum Leapers. This is Chuck. This is Toby. Episode 5. I gotta grab my notebook. Sum up episode 5. Well, how Tess was born. Uh, it should have been called Buddy Holly and Peggy Sue. Um... Sam goes back to 1956 and he finds himself being a vet, a very homely vet, a veterinarian, and he winds up challenging the uh, Tess, uh, who her family and uh, Chance own the Riata, 50,000 acres. And uh, Sam winds up getting into a contest, um, saying if he could out cowboy uh, Tess McGill, I believe that's her last name. Um, and he finds out that you know that there's another cowboy that was in love with Tess, and so they wind up competing for her love and companionship. All right, this is something that we, you and I, talked about before the episode started. Um, I'll talk, the knowing Tina is kind of weird because at, in the very first episode, it looks like Tina and Al are meeting for the first time right. on the roadside, but then they talk about how she was actually a part of Project Quantum Leap. And Sam has known her and all this stuff. So, do you think that was just like some sexy role play that they were doing that got interrupted by Sam's? Yeah, I don't know if it was, you know, they were role playing or uh, that was just uh, something that the writers overlooked um, down the road because Tina is there at a later episode when Sam gets to come home. So it's kind of one of those deals where you're not really sure. I was going to say, because it, 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 I didn't even notice that it was the same person. I thought that was a second, like a secondary check that I was picking up. Um, so well, large ranch, power, very powerful woman. Uh, so what do you think? Do you think Taylor Sheridan watched this show before he this episode before he came up with Yellowstone? <laughs> Probably so. I think everybody loves Sam and Al during the eighties and first part of the nineties. Um, you know, who didn't want to be a cowboy and getting to pretend that he was John Wayne uh, riding the range and. Um, you know, I always wanted to try and break a horse that way, and now it's too late because I'm too. I have too too many issues with my with my back. But I had been bucked off a horse a time or two, and it, it doesn't hurts. feel good when you eat a bunch of dirt. It hurts a lot. <laughs> but I never. I, I was never brave enough to. Um, Get on a get on a, a wild horse and try and do it myself. Okay. Um, f- well, tri- quick trivia: at the beginning of the episode, when he is like, "Yeah, I'll take the pig. You keep the daughter," and drives away, and he kind of messes up on the road a little bit. Mm-hmm. Do you know why he did that? No. That pig 
that's actually Scott Bakula driving, and that pig was shitting all over him. Oh. <laughs> he said that he kept getting, that he got distracted and kind of jerked the wheel a little bit because that pig was just crapping everywhere in that car. What I didn't like was at the end when Al uh, is telling Sam, you know, to look in the mirror, you know, to see that he was kind of a, you know, a fugly feller that had uh, that had a hard time. That's not always the case. Uh, look at Heidi Klum, her new boyfriend or husband. He's a fugly fuck. <laughs> And she's beautiful. So you can't always judge. You cannot always judge what a woman, um, you know, finds when she finds happiness in a man. Looks is not always the determining factor. But you do have to admit that being hot certainly helps. You know, because, yeah, it does. It does. Especially in Texas in the 50s. You just never know. (laughs) Because when I saw that Heidi Klum was with uh, this new fella, I was like, holy hell. This man won the uh, the lottery, and he he looked worse than the real doc in this you know in, 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 uh, that Sam leaps into. I liked this episode. It's not. It's kind of a middle of the road episode. You know, it's not one of the particularly memorable ones, but it's not one of the ones like the ending that you look back on and you're like, wow, that sucked. Yeah, it was very. It's very like it's a good episode to watch if it comes on TV, um, but it's not like you know the leap home or the kamikaze kid that you right. go back to repeatedly. It was very relatable, uh, I think, to men and women and boys and girls of all ages because you know finding themselves on a ranch in Texas is something that I think. Well, in my case, um, you know, I would have thought I hit a home run in the, you know, bottom of the ninth in the World Series. Um, you know, it just was uh, a dream that I think a, lo- a lot of people have. Um, what, one thing I noticed, Sam really shouldn't be, you know, I know he's the Boy Scout and everything, but he really shouldn't be so overly moral about... Um, the re- like reading Doc's diary and stuff because he knows he's just going to forget it. Well, I, I, I don't think it's about um, whether or not he forgets it. I think it's about, you know, writing, uh, wanting to do what is right all the time. And, you know, and, and that's a big part of Sam, Sam's character. That's so fair. You can't really blame him. A um, couple of things I noticed is when he and uh, Chance thinks that they have uh, that it's hog cholera and they um, they all bring their guns over to shoot the pigs. The guy in the white shirt is pointing his loaded and cocked rifle directly at his boss's spine. That is true. That is true. So you, you, you could definitely tell that they were actors um, and not real cowboys. But what I do, you know, I'm not sure because I wasn't around during the 50s and 60s. No matter um, how much you act like it. But what 
That was I, a joke because you're old. What I wonder is, you know, would a young woman have been, you know, would she have been accepted as being one of the ranch bosses and would she have been taken serious when uh, during the negotiations of of them selling their prize bull you know I don't know because everything that you've ever seen or read women were kind of uh, second class citizens and and this you know and and this one, it's she is, you know, the the big boss. The I, that's a good point, and the answer based on the stuff I've read um, is in Texas. Yes, you might need to adjust your microphone back up so it's pointing at you. You see how it slipped down? Um, there was a. In most places in the 50s, I believe the answer is no, she wouldn't have. Texas had a fairly decent history of women being in charge of a ranch because the husband got shot or something. So, and mm. there was a yeah, that's true. there was a female governor in the 30s that she ran the entire state of Texas. Nobody really liked her because she decommissioned the Texas Rangers. And, right, right. But she ran the whole state like like a ranch, basically. So in Texas, yes. In the other states, I don't believe so, no. Well, I think it's really cool because it shows a different side of, you know, female empowerment. And, you know, b- being able to run a spread like that and be taken serious, you know, was a, was a pretty neat, um, you know, idea um another thing i noticed is when he takes all her clothes off um her punch she's like bruce lee she (laughs) had no momentum behind that but he fell down poured a glass of water over himself (laughs) yeah she was she was definitely you know boss hog um i love the big the the episodes where it's a gigantic you know, storyline and all this stuff that has absolutely nothing to do with why he leaps. Right, right. It's it's like I, th- I think it's the Stephen King one, which we'll get to that episode eventually. That episode scared the crap out of me. He goes through all this stuff, and the episode was about like him telling Stephen King to buy a typewriter or whatever it was. Right. You can look at it as you know, it, it wasn't always their project that was deciding what course of history that they were going to change uh, it, it shows a side that god really had a a heavily influence on the changes that he he would he wanted to see happen the all right the imdb section the only thing that they really have that's interesting about this episode is um that we didn't all, like the poker hand, you know, that was Wild Bill Hickok's hand, aces and eights when he died. Yeah, and for some reason, when whenever you mentioned that when we were watching the show, I, you know, I had forgotten that, and I, I do believe that you are correct that no, no real cowboy would have wanted to play that hand. Superstitious. Um, Tess McGill is the uh, name of the character played by Melanie Griffith uh, Griffin, nope Griffith, in Working Girl. 
Um, and really the only other one that's interesting is this is Mark Sam's very first encounter with someone who's soon to actually be famous. In this case, Buddy Holly. Right, right. You know, what would the 50s have been like if Buddy Holly had never found fame? All right. Um, the um, massive... This is the, the um, goofs. It says, when Sam arrives home at the beginning and the director's credit appears, a chicken is seen standing straight on the front steps as banister post. In the next shot, however, the chicken is suddenly nestling down comfortably, its feathers covering the railing. Well, we have chickens, and they are very unpredictable. That is true. Um, you, you never know what, what they're going to do. Oh. Donald B. Donald P. Belisario, the creator, <laughs> um, established Sam Beckett's birth year, 1953, by reversing digits of his own birth year, 1935. However, in this episode, after Al tells Sam it's 1965... Uh, Sam replies that he was 10 in 1965. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I really... I think somebody on IMDb got that wrong because of the title of the episode says it was 1956. Getting to rewatch the series is, you know, really shows how pertinent uh, that Quantum Leap is even today because uh, of the, you know, stereotypic roles... Um, race. I mean, it didn't matter. The, the, I love the, the challenges the, between a man and a woman. When he says women's lib is going to love you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, for the, the comments that I've been seeing about the reboot, saying that they have to go back and fix what Sam and Al screwed up, I'm just not seeing it so far. You know, and I'm trying to keep a very open mind because I am such a fan of the of the original series. So I am making as of no right effort. Now, I'm not seeing what people are talking about. I am making no effort whatsoever to keep an open mind. I, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Another goof is when Sam looks in the mirror. Um, Doc is wearing glasses, while Sam is not wearing glasses. Oh, that's true. The The calendar in Doc's office, this is one that um, only a really weird person would notice. The calendar in Doc's office displays the wrong month. Uh, August 1956 began on a Wednesday, not a Saturday, as, as seen on the, on the calendar. As Doc would need to keep a close eye on the date to keep appointments, it is very unlikely he would forget to change it. December was the only 31-day month to begin on Saturday in 1956. <laughs> Yeah, but he... he September his, began on a Saturday, but only has 30 days. He had his mind and heart um, focused on Tess, it, 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 you know. So you have to kind of give him a little bit of leeway because in his, in his diary slash journal, whatever the manly term is, um, you know, you've you, you seen a softer side of Doc. He, it wasn't just his love of taking care of pets, animals, you know. It, it was, he wanted more. He wanted that, to have a relationship with the woman. Am I the only one that feels really bad for that poor dog that's in a cage the entire freaking episode? No, that's true. And for the uh, raccoon, which I'm assuming is they were keeping him because they thought he had 
uh, rabies. Which, why would you then keep him in a room, in, in a cage, in a room with other animals? And what like, if he spit at them? And, and you kind of, and you, you, you kind of think that maybe in '56 they probably, if they would have suspected rabies, they might have just shot him. But you know, that's just my guess. Huh. Uh, Sam is supposed to be putting right what once went wrong. Here he leaps uh, when he inspires. Here he leaps when he inspires Buddy Holly to think of the song Peggy Sue, but Buddy Holly always did release Peggy Sue, so there was nothing to write in this case. The fact that Sam and Al knew it was Buddy Holly almost singing Peggy Sue means he released the song in their world too, although. Although Buddy Holly released the song, it was actually written by Jerry Allison and Norman Petty, not Buddy Holly. Well, I think but it that was... doesn't even from a time traveling point of view that doesn't make sense because they're experiencing, um, they've experienced the future where Buddy Holly had released the song, and now they're going back and they are linear, linearly experiencing what's supposed to, supposed to be the writing of the song. So that's yeah. not really a mistake. No, but it's... Um, other than know, the other guys wrote it, but who cares? You can look at it as maybe... Um, maybe he wouldn't have been discovered. Or, you know, he was discovered later in life. Um, in, you know, the, the actual history. You know, there's a lot of different ways that, you know, that maybe you can look at it. But again... I believe it's showing that it was more than just the project that was leaping Sam. Right, I, I agree. But yeah, that's that's definitely not a real mistake because just by the by the show's own time travel rules, that's still not a mistake. But it also, I mean, he also helped um, the. Uh, I've already forgot McCowboy's name. Um, what was the guy that wound up marrying Tess? Wayne. Uh, Wayne. He was also there because he he helped soften Tess's heart and thinking that you know maybe maybe she wants more and she doesn't always have to be you know a manly manly woman she, she can she can be a, a woman and a boss and still do what she loves to do because Wayne says he has no interest on keeping the Riata he just wanted her and if Doc hadn't intervened and and helped Tess re, re, uh, realize what she had you know in front of her the entire time maybe she never would have gotten married I have to say that is something that like not a lot of shows at the time were doing that weird twist where the douchebag ends up being the good guy like most of the time when in the episodes even in Quantum Leap when the bad guy is the bad guy he's a bad guy but now, this, this time the bad guy was just a he was a good dude who did some bad stuff this is pro probably the 20th time in my lifetime that I've watched this particular um, show. And what I've never been able to understand is, did Sam actually lose his thumb 
and it and it came back or was he just joking the entire time when he was roping that cow and he screams in pain how would his thumb have come back well because um if that wasn't a part of the actual history and you know doc you know didn't lose his thumb I think what probably happened is just that he, like, hurt his thumb. I mean, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's just something that I've always wondered no, it's about. Just, but I think what happened is he probably, um, if not broke, then, like, twisted his thumb. It didn't come all the way off. And then when he saw everybody coming over there, he decided to mess with them. Right. Well, you know, that's true. Okay. Next week's episode is Double Identity, November 8th, 1965. And... I just want to let everybody know that I will be complaining about the woman because that whole we you see the beginning of that leap at the end of the episode and that'll if I'm lying I'm dying I have no oh, that yeah. has always been yeah, annoying right. as hell to right. me that is so annoying well I I guess we'll have to, to you know I'm going to keep in a open mind as we go along here. My my partner here, Toby, he he's a little more closed-minded. So, we especially to, when it comes to television, we would love to hear from you. Please state your opinions. Tell us and, what you think about the revival. Right, and you know, just just share what you got to do. But what I would love to say is um, to close this out is I was watching Summers in Alaska and the uh, the people there are a very nice family and they 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 go from town to town throughout the state of Alaska and they the, showing you uh, the different prices and but they give away the food that they buy in these towns to underprivileged or you know just random strangers oh that's cool so check them out on youtube i was going to write to them and tell them that i would love to donate but what i decided was i started doing that in the little town that we live in and it's just a you know random act of kindness that everyone can do buy a gift card buy buy somebody you know a meal just spread spread some kindness and we will catch you next time all right bye bye